Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Like, this is just how I view it. And and if you guys go back and listen to the things that I said, we were on a nine-game winning streak. And I said our defense is going the wrong way. And I basically said I'm not trying to be negative. Um, But all of a sudden, when you end up going, you know, the month of April, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, and your schedule gets set up, like, and then it's Phoenix, Golden State, and you get all these teams in a row it shines a light on areas that I saw all the way back in December. It's like, I'm not like surprised. Well, Billy, we're kind of surprised. It's handling disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed for sure. Maybe a little bit surprised. That was, that was interesting to hear him say that, right? Making excuses. Okay. But I mean, what six and fifteen since February and twenty fourth when you're in first place, and I get injuries, I get schedule, but if you aspire to be those teams, you have to be. I'm not saying you should have a winning record against teams with winning records, but one in ten, um, you know, there there's not surprised, and then there's that that to say they're limping into the postseason. And Joe Colley from the Sun Times who covers the Bulls, uh, we were uh, we talked to him a few weeks ago. When I was filling in on the afternoon show, and Connor McKnight and I were talking to him and i said hey what happens if this continues and they're in the play-in tournament and he, he scoffed he's like what no they're not gonna be that well they almost got in there right i mean right but it's, but they they managed but he said if they were to fall into the play-in tournament then the front office ak and his staff has to look at this team and this roster in the offseason completely differently by starting to ask bigger questions like the big three DeRozan, zach levine and vucevic I mean, everyone assumed that the Zach's going to get his max contract and, and, you know, DeRozan's been Superman. Where would you be without him? You'd be in the playing tournament if he didn't save you from four or five games with, you know, 40-point games and efforts. Yeah, maybe even more than four or five. Yeah, yeah. Right. But this, okay, the big three, uh, this is from my buddy Casey Johnson, uh, NBC Sports Chicago. They've started 53 starts together, which you would sure like to see a lot more of that because of injury and all that didn't happen. 1,206 minutes on the floor together. Their net uh, rating is a negative. It's a minus 1.1. So if that is your core that you're going to build around and and hopefully end up on the top half of the uh, Eastern Conference as early as next year, instead of sitting here at sixth and, and breathing a sigh of relief, you're not in the playing tournament. Is that, is that good enough? I mean, 53 starts, it's not a snapshot. It's not a full season. Right. But they allowed more points than they scored together. Um, usually when you think you need at least three stars to build around and to be in a championship conversation, you know, back to this Joe Colley, you know, speculation that AK, is he going to look at this thing, especially if, as expected, they're going to be a quick out in the opening round because of, of the teams, the possible teams are going to face. Do you, is it a given that all three of those guys are coming back and you're just working around at that? Or is Vooch, you know, Vooch get traded? Um, but you'd want a, a lot better than a negative rating with your so-called top three guys. Yes, no doubt. And, and, you know, maybe it doesn't hit you the same, but I'm bothered by what Billy said. He's almost as if he's a third party looking in. He's the coach to say, 
hey, I told you this defense, you know, we had concerns. Are you surprised? It's like, Billy, are we addressing this? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. is is this something that's on the top? Or are you just kind of backing yourself out of here saying, hey, I told you this was going to happen? Well, also it's just a weird, just a in, weird audio from Billy. Yeah. In the, in the last week, you also mentioned, you know, they don't win around the margins, which is effort, right? They don't. They don't go for loose balls. They don't show and up. And I'm in the glad first he's fight. noticing that. Is he talking to them about that? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, when you know, it's, it, if there's a disparity in talent, which there apparently is, that's one thing. But when you don't show up against Charlotte at home and you 79 points, and you in the really first don't half, show up. I mean, that's not I'm just not, showing no, up. That's, that's really not showing. That's up. embarrassing. You know, and the crowd yep. let them know it too, yep. and, and rightfully so. So they've go, well, gone from this feel-good, warm and fuzzy story at the beginning of the season, and I get it's a long season. And there are injuries. But when you start just kind of show, you know, physically showing up and not giving an effort, that's more disappointing. And that's more than, you know, the coach, I know he's handcuffed because of injuries, but right. ultimately it comes down to playing time and letting guys know it's not good enough. Yes, but- yes. It's not deficiency of talent. It's deficiency of effort. And that can be fixed. 312-332-3776. Yeah. Going out to Pat on the south side. Hey, Pat, welcome in. It's uh, Hanley Alexander hey. on ESPN 1000. What's up, fellas? Hey, hey. Um, hey you know, just a quick question. I'm kind of curious what the record was like 10 games before they got Thomas and then the 10 games after they got him. Well, we have to look at that, but his uh, he was picked up probably in, uh, what, mid-February, something like that, Brian? Yeah, um, after he was after the... It was a was it a trade or did they pick him up after the trade deadline. But either way, it's it doesn't go back to February. I mean, the 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 hemorrhaging started before he got here. I'm just curious because it seemed like they were playing a lot faster and quicker. And I'm not saying he's playing bad. It just seems like there's a chemistry thing going on. Oh, that's all I got. Okay, okay. so that, he, yeah. that he's clogging up their own offense and and I mean I I, I don't know. How he and, and he's not playing he, enough to make a negative. I was going to say the minutes he's playing right. that doesn't explain away anything. I mean, right. there there are so many issues here, both sides of the ball, and and it's just I never. I mean, I I didn't expect him to win the Eastern Conference. I didn't expect him to to limp out of this thing either as quickly as I mean. I thought they. I was hoping they'd at least win a round, if not two. Right, right? and you know, with Billy talking about uh, the defense and how he noticed something. We're also talking about an offensive issue now, too. Yeah, absolutely. Major, major issue. You know, defense maybe consistently has been uh, a shortcoming. But now, you know, uh, to get beat that bad by Charlotte, um, uh, there's issues on both sides. We've got uh, Boston's on the south side. He wants to jump in here on ESPN 1000. You're Boston, right? Yes, yes. You Celtics fan? Uh, actually, I'm a Red Sox fan, okay. and uh, you know, uh, Bruins because, like I said, people people tease me uh, because of my last name in a good way. Uh, if I may, guys, real quick, yeah. I actually have a trademark on the phrase "Worry about yourself," and my website is called thebostonways.com, so you should check it out. So, um, anyway, I wanted to make a quick point, real quick, if I may, uh, just a suggestion. Um, I've been watching the Bulls for a very long time, and I'm, I'm 46, and. Uh, the, the, the game has changed, and what I mean by that is that you have to have a certain type of toughness, especially in the playoffs. And I'm not calling the Bulls uh, soft. They're a little passive when it comes to defense. So um, I thought of a scenario that might help them uh, in the future, if just, just, uh, just in case scenario, if you will. 
Uh, because Zach Levine's a free agent, correct? After this season. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I read an article, and he feels like he should get the super match, which is two hundred million. Personally, yep. I don't think so. With the knee, and then, like I said, nothing against him. I like Zach Levine, but you know, uh, I don't think he's worth the match, super match. So what I would do? Here's a proposed trade that I would do. I would package Zach Levine and Vucevic, and I would throw in Kobe White as well. I would trade him to the Lakers for Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Kendrick Nunn. Now I know it sounds far fetched, but you have yeah, Kendrick Nunn. I, I think I think I think I just think that if you can't, if Zach Levine doesn't want to sign here because if I'm not mistaken, correct me guys, we are the only team that can pay him that supermax. Correct? Yeah, five years, million, right? five five years, two hundred million versus four years, one sixty. One sixty, right? Okay. So my thing is that if he doesn't want to sign here because free agency, you know, it's kind of changed the game. It's kind of ruined the game to a certain extent because there's no sense of loyalty. That's why I like Phoenix team. Devin Booker, they drafted him. I like that's why I like Golden State. Steph, you know, stayed there through the injuries. The team worked with him and everything. So uh, I'm just pulling for the Bulls to make a long story short. I'm pulling for them to do well in the playoffs. I'm always uh, fighting for the underdogs, so people are not giving them a chance. Maybe they can turn it around in the playoffs because you know you can strike lightning in the bottle if you play hard and play like they were playing at the beginning of the season, yeah, minus pa- the injuries and so yeah, forth. Boston, so. who do, who do you think that they would have the best shot at, at uh, upsetting? Out of the uh, three that we mentioned, it was uh, it was Celtics, Boston Sixers and and Bucks. Yeah, yeah. My last name, Boston. Okay. Well, well I like the, Tatum. I'll, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the, Tatum has been huge for them. They're 16 and four since the All Star break, and they have the NBA's best defense right now. So there's really pick your poison right here because <laughs> it's not easy. Know, you know, jo- yeah. Joel Embiid. Who's going to stop that guy? Seven feet, 280 pounds of Joel MVP Embiid. I mean. And then when you get to the Bucks and their top three, when they're on the floor together, they're almost automatic to enter the win column. So, so here's what you do to me for those guys. I would double team and make somebody else beat me. I would double team them and take the ball out the hand and make somebody else beat me. Those players, those stars are going to get theirs. It's the surrounding cast that you have to worry about because you know basketball is a team sport, correct? Yeah, one yeah. person can't beat you unless it's Michael Jordan, but even Michael needed help back in the day. You know what I mean? So absolutely, I, I'm just I'm just glad that they're in the playoffs for the first time in five years, man. So um, I'm excited about it to be able to watch uh, our team and uh, maybe go to some home games. Cause I took my dad out there earlier this year when they played Sacramento because you know the team hasn't been as as good as it had you know as no, it was yeah. this year. So we got out there, and we had a nice time. They actually won the game and everything. Man. Yeah, it's so good. it's good to go see the Bulls play live now. Thank. Thanks Boston, Thanks, Boston, for the uh, phone call. Yeah, it's look, uh, we we we're being fans, and we're we're expecting so much more. We saw some good things from the Bulls early on. We're just hoping that they can capitalize on this playoff spot in uh, you know this uh, this first round because they're in and they don't have to play their way in. But it hasn't looked pretty, Brian, and we have well, to figure out how to at least look good in the first round and not be booted out in uh, yeah, you know the minimum look, amount of games. I think Vooch is probably going to be moved in the in the offseason. Zach Levine, as much as he may or may not want to resign here uh, with the Bulls if they don't offer him the max, that needs an issue for both sides of that it equation, is, it is. right? As much as, you know, he had a, he had two procedures done out in L.A. on the same day. He had a drain, right, and, and, and I think cortisone shot. So it hasn't been 100% since. And, and I don't know, maybe when, when he gets a month or two off here in the offseason. But they have to make a decision on that. If that's going to be a need that he has to deal with moving forward, then 
how do you possibly offer him a, a five-year $200 you don't. million? Dollar? You don't. In, in my eyes, you don't. And, and, and to trade him, then the other team's front office has to answer that question, right? Right. I mean, right. it's all going to come down to whether he can and pass with a that issue, And with that issue, how, what are you going to get in return? It's yeah. a tricky spot, but we hey, have to get through issue. the playoffs. Yeah. Here's my issue before we go to a break. Yeah. We'll guilt, tease it. guilt tipping. Guilt tipping. Guilt, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. So uh, I'll just set up the scenario. Okay. I go to like one store near my house that has prepackaged foods, good food. You know, you can just heat it up and, and you know, nice dinners. And when you go to check out, you put, you slide the card in, they have a little screen facing you. And one of the first things that pops up is tip. Everything, everybody is doing that now. And it wasn't like that pre-pandemic. No, no. And, and, and so also if you order a pizza, which I was going to pick up two blocks from my house, right? You have to pay for the pizza online. Yep. And they want to know how much you want to tip. And they started one started with 33%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about, you know, and so when I get to the counter, when I get to the checkout counter and I, all I've done is gone and picked up the food off the shelf and, and brought it over there. No one, you know, I wasn't sitting down and people are coming refilling water glasses for an hour. Or, you know, getting me drinks and running back to the kitchen. Right. And and so it's like 20%, 15% to 10% custom tip, no tip. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so yeah. I'm like, okay, so what's what's the proper tip? And then when you hit no tip, a bell rings and everybody frowns at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they take their food away. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, and the 33% when I'm picking up pizza. And, and if you're getting the pizza delivered, I, I'd like to tip when the, door, when the guy shows up at the door. But sometimes they show up three hours later. And the pizza, the toppings are half off the pizza, right? Yes, yes. I'd like to actually see tipping, I believe, says to ensure prompt service. Right, uh, right, right. And when when something like that happens, you want that button that says, can the driver tip you for exactly. dealing with that? Three, one, three times. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. We'll come back, talk about that, wrap things up, and then get into the pregame with Connor McKnight as the White Sox take on the Detroit Tigers from game three in the series here on your home for the White Sox, ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley for a few more minutes before we get into pregame for the White Sox here on ESPN 1000. Connor Knight will have that for you ahead of the White Sox taking on the Tigers. It'll be Michael Kopech on the hill for uh, three innings, Brian. As our caller said, three innings, I think we'll get a little more out of than three, hopefully, unless things are really stinking. Yeah, I, I you know, he, he had a, he had a little issue with Michael Kopech. I don't yeah. know if, you know, he ran into him and didn't get an autograph or whatever. But, and, you know. and, and I'm sure that caller feels the same way about Justin Fields. Done. That's <laughs> uh, enough. That's enough. We've seen enough. He's been around 10 years. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we were talking about uh, guilt tipping and, and, you know, in the break, I was thinking about this. This was normalized because of the COVID um, yes. situation, right? We remember that in that people were not able to go and deliver. People weren't able to, you know, uh, serve because restaurants were closed. So when you got carry out, you were showing some love to the uh, You were trying industry. to make sure they right. got through the pandemic. Right, right. And- uh, showing some love to the industry that was impacted like everybody was impacted. Right. But now it's normalized and it, it does seem like you're put into the position of being asked for a tip for things we've never tipped before. Yeah, hey, Look, when I go out to eat, uh, I 
I usually start around 25 percent. Absolutely. And, and go from there. And right. Because you, think, you had they are serving you. That yeah, is the to ensure promptness. Yeah. And I've never actually just, you know, stiff somebody no matter how bad it is. Right. And, it, you know, whatever. But this idea that yeah, to ensure prompt service, I walked in, I went over to the shelf, I picked something up uh, 30 seconds later, I'm paying for it. And now I'm sitting there going, okay, how much that, you know, 20 percent, 15, you know, I'm doing the math in my right, head. Right. Or sometimes they have the, the actual, you know, 20 percent. They tell you exactly how much it is versus what you're paying. Right. And then the, the custom tip. OK, so, you know, for that, do I give them a couple bucks just because? And, and then the ones that started 33 percent. I mean, you talk about hubris. Yeah, well, like, that's good. That you go right to no tip. Thank you. Yeah. Right there, right there. If somebody's trying to get trying to get thirty three percent out of you, just at the minimum, yeah, you know, especially in these scenarios, and it really look, it really depends. I I have, I have adult children. They're all in their twenties, and they look at things a little differently, and they will probably be willing to tip for things that you and I did not tip for. 10 years ago. And, right. But now the world has changed, and it, I guess it's really up to you, but you just have to have the, the courage to hit the no tip button if you're going to get groceries and you're checking out because that's their job. At what point do they have to be tipped to do their job when it's not a service that we were used to tipping, right? Well, you know, but if, it, if it's a one-off, yeah, I just go into the place. I'm not coming back again. I, you know, probably could do that without feeling guilt. If I'm in there three or four times a week, I, I'm I, I'm t- I'm tipping every time I go in there. Now it's just a matter of how much, and you know, I just feel like I'm guilted into it. And oh, then, so you are you are capitulating to that. Yes, so you're, and, you're okay. and, but then I feel like I'm not leaving enough. Like the you know, <laughs> oh, here's Mister Two Dollars, you know, on on a thirty dollar order or whatever. And isn't you it did, funny? That's two dollars that you would not have left. Five years ago in any and they would not have asked for. No, absolutely not. And it's just like, wait a minute. I mean, again, whatever. It just it just it 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 puts you in a position where you're like, am I a bad guy now? Am I just, you know, but I, I don't know what the right number is. And it's pretty much every place I go into now. It's it's more routine than it's the exception. Right. Yes. It's more the rule. Yes. Yes, it is. You know, going back to, uh, you know, sports vendors. You know, you tip them, right? Absolutely. You, you've always yeah. tipped that. That always. is because you know that they're making minimum and they rely on tips. Absolutely. So when you go into a store and these people are making their salary, you know, we, we've known forever that, uh, you know, servers at restaurants, they make a reduced amount per hour and the yeah. rest is built on tips. When you go into a store, they are making an hourly wage. Well, now it's $15 an hour, which is a hell of a lot more than it used to be. It's still not enough to live on. I, I get that. But, you know, back to the beer vendor at, at you know, whether it's on the south side, north side. You know, carrying two or three of those cases of beer around on a cold day. I mean, that's, you know, that's. Or even on a hot day. Yes. Yeah, that, that's real work. Right? Yes, it is. And, yes. And my, my old guy, Roger, up at Wrigley Field, I think he works the, the Sox games as well. His thing was he walked backward down the steps. I know, know Roger. Yeah. He's, I, I actually mean, know Roger. Yes. I've, I've known him since, boy, his, how long And you know how I know that. him? He used to sell at a record show. He's into vinyl. Oh, he's got the rock star hair. Uh, Roger, yes, he does. Yeah, I've known out. Roger for years. I used to buy vinyl from him probably about 30 years ago. So but you I, always tipped him. Yeah. And back in the day, yes, you know, yes. 20 years ago, it was 50 cents on a beer, right? Yep. Now it's yep. just a couple bucks or whatever it is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've always felt like there are things you just know that's the right thing to do. 
You know, well, it's interesting. Uh, Jake Cantu, he is our producer today. He is, uh, you know, we're a couple old guys, Brian. So we're gonna weigh. Uh, we're gonna have Jake weigh in here. Jake, how do you feel about? Uh, you obviously have known. You've seen the difference between requested tips. You know, before COVID and after COVID, and how it's kind of been normalized. How do you feel about this? And what do you feel like you're okay with tipping, even though that might not have been something you would have done before? I'm, I mean, I'm with Brian. I'm, I get scared whenever you go to a restaurant. You see that little square. It's like a square device that they use, right, to scan. And, and yeah, you're talking about when right. you're picking up when you're picking up food, and then sure. you go in and you turn around, and it's like fifteen, twenty, thirty, right? And then they're just looking at you. The cashier is looking at you, right, and right, I feel on. bad if I don't, you know, if I like custom tip. And you can also most of the time you can custom tip it. Yes, yeah. um, but they yeah, can see the total. As far as like delivery stuff, you know, I'm at the point where I just say leave it at the door. If I tip three, four bucks. They're not. They're not going to see my face. That's the, probably the only time they'll ever see me. Right. Like I'm not going to work if if it's one dollar. You know, I, I feel a little I mean, bad. See, but. I, I don't mind. I don't mind del- tipping delivery guys, but especially when they gets there and the foods are in good condition and everything else. It's when you have to tip when you place the order and you're expected to tip twenty five percent or twenty percent on delivery, or you're picking it up ahead of time. Yeah, and and meanwhile, you know, whatever there were some issues and the food, the pizza you called three times and it's three hours late. And the how many times you've opened up the box and the toppings have slid off the thing. And, you know, that guy's long gone. And, and you've already like, tipped him because you pre-tipped yeah. him for bad service. Absolutely. I will say it's hard to gauge sometimes because some delivery services make you tip ahead now. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. Yeah. See, this yeah. is, yeah, and, and that is and you against, don't know. That's against the principle of the whole tipping thing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you, you, uh, you, you, if you're a delivery driver or whatever, you do a good job and you hope you're rewarded as such. Right. If you're re- rewarded ahead of time, is that really uh, a motivator or incentive yeah. to do the right thing? Now, when you're talking about going to get carry out, when, when they have, I have no problem. If I go into a place that I, there's an Italian restaurant by us, we go in there, we like everybody, they're very nice, I will tip and i'll do a custom tip a couple bucks for something i pick up i don't feel bad about that it's like that's not something that anybody would have received from just about anybody before the pandemic so i realize the difference of what's been normalized and there's sometimes i'll just write no tip and it's just i'm not giving wow. you a tip yeah i see i can't uh, i mean i just like really I, you know the custom tip i okay i gave him a couple bucks but i'm like jake i feel like the eyes are on me like oh, yeah you know i feel the eyes but i just i guess i just have a you know i just don't give a damn Health is I, get, whenever- I got enough of that in me so yeah, you know, it's like whatever. When you had the mask on, it helped a lot because it would cover up half your face, right? <laughs> they don't notice you coming back unless you I, had a unique mask. Yeah, See, that's the problem. Some people had the customs it's a, mask. It's like it's I know cheap, who that is. It said cheapskate on it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. They saw you coming. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it's a yeah, it's a slippery slope with that whole thing, and and um, it's just amazing. As I mentioned, I have adult kids, and I've talked to them about that, and you know, a lot of times the things that I never thought I would ever consider tipping for, they're like, you have to give a tip. It's like, really? What, what happened? Would, yeah, I mean, it used to be you know, you would look at you know the tip the tip jar or coffee cup or whatever on the counter, and you're like, okay, you know what? It's a convenience store. What? Uh, you didn't do anything. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't even order a slushy. I wouldn't pick. Yeah, up a haven't we paid if the price of the item? Isn't that yeah. built into the convenience that you're selling? See, but that you could ignore that, right? The, with right. the hand scrawled tips on the on the cup. Right. But when you see the screen and you're actually 
paying for the uh, for your stuff, yes. and then that pops up, and you're like, okay, here well, we go. Well, you know the key right there, Brian? Just start paying cash like it's the 70s all over again. Wow. And then they look at you like you're you know a dinosaur. Well, we are already. That's yeah. Nothing's going to change that, right? I, just, I mean, I went to Chipotle about three weeks ago. I hadn't been in there forever, and they're like, we're cashless. And I, I was coming back from running. So all I had was like a twenty in my in in my you know workout clothes, and they they were scrambling because they'd already made the burrito right, and now they're like, I'm like, well, sorry, I don't have my credit cards, I don't have my wallet, and so the manager put on his and then gave me change, but it was it, I mean, it was a, you know what show. <laughs> we're at that point, totally cashless. I've fallen into that as well. Uh, we're we're going to wrap things up here. It's uh, it's been good to you know hang out with you again. We're going to do it again next Sunday. Brian here on ESPN 1000. We've got the White Sox going for um, uh, taking on Detroit. We've got Kopech on the hill. And we look forward to seeing, you know, what happens today. The broadcast starts in about 30 seconds. We're going to hit break and then come back with Connor McKnight for the pregame. White Sox and Detroit Tigers here on ESPN 1000 on a beautiful Sunday. How are you going to spend your Sunday, Brian? What are uh, you going to watch uh, both games? Picture yeah, picture? As yesterday, both games and Masters. I'm getting a callus on my thumb with the remote. And Tiger, so. uh, 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 Tiger is uh, seven over. So we'll see yeah. how that uh, turns out today. Not All right, so well. we're, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will see you next Sunday, Brian. Right here yep. on ESPN 1000. It's been a slice. Jake Cantu, thanks for producing the show. Coming up, Connor McKnight with White Sox baseball here on ESPN 1000.